business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business and People podcast. Today, it's my honor, it's my privilege, actually, to host this very special episode. Recently, I had the, the, the fortune of being introduced to an organization that's making a global impact. And it's not very often that people can actually back that claim up. But I had the fortune of being introduced to this organization and then being introduced to the chairman of the amazing organization that is B1G1. Today with us on the show, as I said, it is my privilege to host Mr. Paul Dunn, who is an entrepreneur by his own rights, going all the way back to his roots in accounting and actually being one of the first 10 members of Hewlett Packard in Australia, certainly. Paul's then gone on to become a TEDx speaker and now chairman of the B1G1 uh, Foundation. He is an incredible human being who is reaching and impacting lives through the work of B1G1. And I'm going to talk to Paul about his background and how that all came together. But I'm also going to ask him to speak about the organization that is B1G1 and how that organization is giving back to local communities in everything from things as simple as providing clean drinking water and safe living environments all the way through to more complex things like engaging entrepreneurs in third world and developing countries to literally change the economies of where they are. This is work that's being done at a personal level, one-on-one by thousands of people all around the world, and it's impacting societies, it's impacting communities, it's impacting families, and it gives me no greater pleasure than to welcome Paul to the show. Let's talk about B1G1, and let's find out how this amazing organization came to be and where it's moving to from here. Paul, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Hey, Bob, that's great. And then you you mentioned, uh, or someone said to me that, you should hear the introductions that Walt gives. You know, they're, they're amazing. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> and I just want you to know, first of all, I'm so grateful for that, but also I'm so grateful and very privileged to be sharing all of this stuff with you. And thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. Do you know, one of the things, one of the joys I get from my position, Paul, is that as I'm looking at uh, some of the incredible guests that have come onto our show, I get the chance to go back and look at our history. And, of course, being in the digital age, all of those things are available. You know, I guess whatever we choose to put up online is there. And sometimes when I get to introduce amazing people that have been on, on, our, on our show, I, I get to dig into that a little bit. And I, I, bringing that up to the surface, there's not a single word of any introduction I've ever done for any guest that has been embellished. And that's actually a real testament to the people that have been here before you and, and to the people that have, that have agreed to, to generously um, give their time out to our audience. So it's, it is my pleasure to welcome you, mate. And every one of those comments is endorsed and I didn't even go into one-tenth of it. So what you tell us <laughs> of, uh, how you got to where you are. Uh, so, well, you know, what it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, when people ask you that, que- that question, you're supposed to tell, you know, the sort of Joseph Campbell hero's journey sort of story, you know, that, my life was a mess and then, you know, I found something and turned it around. Um, and those are exciting stories, right? Sure. Uh, but interesting, I, I've never, I, I, I don't see it that way. I, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was born a long time ago and in a very poor little village and my dad was a miner and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, but I, I, I see it as one of, uh, one of amazing luck. 
I mean, amazing luck. You know, I, I mean, how lucky you mentioned Hewlett Packard, right? How lucky could it be that you get sort of picked out of a, a group when you're 21 uh, and said, okay, well, come to Australia. This is from the United Kingdom where I was born and, uh, you know, get to be one of the first 10 in HP in Australia. I mean, literally sitting and having breakfast with, you know, Bill Hewlett and, and, and Dave Packard and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, if, if you want to take the really fast trip uh, forward, uh, you know, last just last year in November, uh, I was very privileged to be speaking in an audience of some 5,300 in Silicon Valley. Wow. And, 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 you know, I can remember going to Silicon Valley when it was basically Bill and Dave. I mean, because, right. you know, they... <laughs> they, they, they still have their that. names on those foundational bricks, you know. That's a- <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and you know how lucky can can you be to you know have, have you know in in a way sort of been been a part of that, and and uh, you know it gives you um, a really interesting perspective because they were doing things way back then. Uh, you know that, that we look at now and go, wow, that was just amazing. You know yeah. the way they did that. And interestingly enough, uh, when I was in HP uh, uh, in, in Palo Alto, little did I know that when I was there, I, I, I was in the research labs uh, in Palo Alto for uh, a, a couple of days, and little did I know that one of the products that I was kind of responsible for in Australia, I think called the 9866, was that there was a young intern whose name was Steve Jobs working on that particular project right there in Palo Alto. But, you know, he was just, an intern so uh, <laughs> wow so we never got to say hello but uh you know there's a book um, that i read a few years ago called uncommon friends and it's incredible yeah, how, yeah. The, how the threads of uh, of these stories are interwoven so many times yeah exactly and and so you know then from from there you get that sort of entrepreneurial spirit right yeah, and, sure. and so uh, after uh, some years there then i went and i created what a lot of people regarded as australia's first a computer company, and and uh, that was like, uh, you know, amazing, just amazing uh, to be able to do that. Uh, then, you know, but it, it, what nineteen eighty? They're going back then. Uh, I got uh, again very lucky. Uh, someone literally dragged me to a a seminar. I mean, they said, you know, why don't you come to this thing called a seminar? We didn't even know what seminars were. <laughs> I said, why not do I want to go? We've got 150 people. We're doing $23 million. You know, why the heck would I want to go? And they literally dragged me. And, and uh, I was in front of James Rohn, you know, and here was wow. Jim Rohn, who's, yeah. you know, yeah, right, and uh, died, what, four years ago now. And, I mean, I didn't much like the way Rohn moved. If you've ever seen Rohn, you know he didn't move. He was sort of, sort of behind the lectern. And yeah, very that. But I loved, I loved what came out of his mouth. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those, one of those moments. And, um, you know, I literally uh, that night called my colleagues in the computer company and said, I'm out of here. I'm, wow. I'm out of here. No way. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. And they said, well, and, and it was the 6th of December, 1980. And uh, they literally said, could you give us a little while? So, yeah, yeah. so I said, okay. So uh, then on the 1st of April, uh, 1981, because when, when I listened to Roan, it, it was a weird thing, uh, Walt. It was like a, a time tunnel. It was like a, a spiral. And here was, 
here was he in the middle of that time tunnel, but then it was me in the middle of that time tunnel. And so I saw myself as, uh, you know, speaking and, um, and um, you know, working with audiences around the world. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but I knew that was what I, if you like, that was the calling, if you like. Oh. And so uh, then that created a thing called the Results Corporation, and there's not a week goes by now even when people say, oh, I remember the blog room. And, uh, you know, we grew that to uh, work with, what was it, 23,000 uh, small to medium-scale enterprises uh, wow. right around the world, and some big ones as well, you know, Qantas and people like that. Um, uh, and uh, then uh, got into realizing that all of those 23,000 uh, entrepreneurs that we were so privileged to be working with actually had one thing in common, and that common thing was that they had um, accountants, right? And, and so then I started to think about that and I thought, well, hang on a second. If we want to influence as many people as possible and if, if they've all got one thing in common, then why not uh, talk with those people? And, and uh, a lot of people think, you know, I am an accountant, but I'm not. But I, but I, but I, and I think it's a great benefit that I was not because I had a different perspective. And I was able to see back then that, um, you know, accountants, if you ask them generally, well, what is it you do? If they were being really honest about it, they would say, well, we report on history. And, and I remember thinking, how cool would it be if they could turn that on its head and say, well, what we do is we help our selected clients create history. Wow. And so, yeah. And so that opened up a thing called the Accountants Bootcamp. We had what was it, 17,700 accountants come through that. Um, and that it was, it, was, it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And then in the year uh, 2000, I sold all of that, went to uh, live in France, you know, sensibly to retire. But you probably get that that was like the worst thing ever trying to do that. But I was under all sorts of, you know, legal things. And I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that because I just sold everything um, and then in uh, 2006, uh, oh, so 2003 comes along. I, I've been writing books and stuff then, uh, to, and I got to speak at some conferences again, and realised that was where uh, that was where it was for me. And uh, so then uh, started mentoring a whole lot of people. And then uh, again, how lucky can you be? I'm in this mentoring session with a young Japanese lady. Her name is Masami Masami Sato. And she was at the time where I was, which was in Brisbane, although this particular thing happened in Bali, a particular event. And um, she's in the room and you know how it is with mentoring. It's usually the mentor that asks the questions and the mentee, is that the right term for it? The mentee. They no, sort of right the yeah. And uh, she she began uh, and uh, this particular thing. And when she came into the session, you, you you could see there's been some stuff going on. You could just feel it, you know. Yeah. And um, she said, uh, "Would it be okay if uh, I asked you a question?" And I said, "Well, sure, go." And she said, "Well, I, I, let me phrase it this way." She said, "I just want you to imagine." I remember her using the word "imagine." She said. Imagine a world where every time business was done, something great happened. And, and I, I said, yeah, like, like 
like what? You know, <laughs> and, and she said, well, uh, as I tell you about it, she said, I've given this thing a name in my head. She said, I'm, I'm, I call it buy one, give one. So I said, okay, so how would that work? And she said, uh, well, uh, imagine you go into Harvey Norman, for example. That was the exact word she used. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Harvey Norman is, it's a great story. Yeah, Best Buy, exactly. Best Buy, same thing. And uh, she said, imagine you, you go buy a plasma TV. Uh, and, I, and, and I said, wait, 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 hang on a second. You said it's called Buy One, Give One. Is that right? She said, yeah. I said, well, I don't get that because if I go in and I buy a plasma TV, they're not going to give me another one. You know, so, so, so what, are you, what are you talking about? And she said, no, 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 she said. Uh, she said, um, look at it this way. She said, imagine you go buy a plasma TV. Now, why are you doing that? You're doing that because you want better vision in a sense, right? Mm. So how would it be when you bought that plasma TV? if someone who could not see got the gift of sight. (laughs) Exactly. And then she hears that suck of air and, and, and she said, or imagine you, you got a cup of coffee and as a result of getting that cup of coffee, a child in need got access to pure life-saving water. My God. And then she said, uh, or imagine uh, someone uh, buys one of your books and as a result of that, you know, a tree gets planted. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, and she said, um, or I said to her, Masami, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard of. Can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? Nice. Uh, and finally she said yes to that. <laughs> And none of us, none of us understood what that actually meant. But it actually meant could, was, could you fund it <laughs> for a while? And uh, but it took three years. I mean, that, that's seemingly a simple idea, right? But uh, and but a profoundly simple idea. Mm. Um, but you could imagine that it took a long time to, particularly you know, given the sort of things you do as well, it, a long time to. Figure that out. How do you do it? What are the processes or processes that you have to put in place? How do you find the projects? How do you make sure that 100% goes? How do you, you know, how do you measure the impact of all of that? Right? So it was it was three years of pretty interesting work uh, trying to figure all that out. And then you, and then you fast forward, and now you know. Just uh, today, I think it was we crossed. Um, 202 million uh, giving impacts. So, you know, it, it's like amazing story. I, I, I want to dig into that because that's one of the things that, that for me, when I was introduced to B1G1 uh, just a very short time ago, it was the impacts. And so when I look at what is an impact, and perhaps you can, you can do the audience the favour of defining that better than I can. So I'll give it a shot and then you jump in. But yeah, go. You, you're talking about over 212 million impacts and and ladies and gentlemen who are listening i just want to focus in on that just for a second an impact is as paul mentioned when first introduced to the concept by matsani an impact is a difference made to somebody's life so that impact can be various in a malaria infected area it might be a mosquito net in an area in africa where there is no clean water it might be water for a day it might be um 
a, a victim of sexual abuse being educated back into society and changing their life. That's an impact. And over 212 million. Or, or it could be, yeah, or it could be, you know, in, in Australia. It could be, uh, and there's lots of projects there, as you know, but it could be, um, uh, you know, in fact, it's one of my favourite stories. It, it could be giving a, a kid um, who used to spend their entire life sniffing petrol. Yep. Um, it could be giving them access to, in this particular case, actually, computer education so that they now yep. grab the grab the skills. By the way, interestingly, the project that we work with there, uh, all, all of our projects are amazing. This particular project is interesting in as much as you know there was that big petrol sniffing stuff going on, right? And so the people that run the, run the project actually had the courage to go to BP and, and Shell and say, guys, why don't you make petrol that cannot be sniffed? Why don't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and amazingly enough, they did. They did. And so the, the, the creation of what that did is, is dropped the petrol sniffing thing to a level of 92% of what it was. Wow. And Yeah. And then, of course, what you have is kids going, okay, so what do I do now? Yeah, well, and why so, don't I go and play yeah. footy instead? And, and you know, why don't I? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, and, and, and that's it. You know, we, we think about the impact on, on, on lives. And, it, and the thing that's really interesting too is it's, it's never the impact on one life. I mean, we measure it yeah. as yeah. You know, yeah. the impact on one life. But real? it's actually the impact of then that life, then sort of you know the family, the community, yeah, the society, the globe. I mean, that's that that, exactly. that ripple effect is incredible. When I look at the the B one G one website, which anybody that's listening can get involved, and and again, I'll, I'll explain my experience, and then you guys can see how it goes. It's um we're all familiar with Amazon, right? So we can go to Amazon or you know Best Buy or any of the other online retailers that mm. are out there, and we can say I want one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those, and we can just add that stuff to our box and we can check out and you know a few days later it gets delivered that's one of the amazing benefits of of the world that we live in b1g1 works in a way that that you can fund some of these impacts so for example you can you can start as a business owner as a business you can start from a simple one dollar a day so 365 dollars starting point and and what you do with that is you you're almost funding a shopping cart and it's a terrible term but you're funding a shopping cart that you can then fill with impacts. So you're funding this dollar a day, and now we have this this uh, this credit, I guess, available in your shopping cart system, and you can scroll through the thousands of impacts that are available, and you can say, I'll have that one and that one for things that make a difference to you. So it might be water for the kids. It might be influencing over here. It might be helping those people over there. It might be, yeah. you know, getting a, getting some clothing, some warm blankets for some people who are sleeping rough. You know, these are the these are the um, the impacts that make a difference to me. Add that one to my cart. Add that one to my cart. Add that one to my cart. And then at the end, we yeah. say, great, check out. And that money goes straight back to those people. And we, call, we keep using this word impacts, Paul, because I think one of the big differences with B1G1, and again, guys, it's B1G1, all in numbers, B1G1.com. One of the big things there that you've spent a lot of time, obviously, developing is what's called the impact tracker. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, that was really interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I think we, one of the things we always wanted to do was make it make B1G1 very relevant and, and very meaningful and looking at all the time how you can, you know, add to that experience. And so absolutely correct. I mean, we track literally every cent. Uh, or every impact at least, 
Uh, and then what's really magical uh, is you can then uh, just simply with a copy and paste uh, link uh, that to your site um, mm. and you can display it in various ways. You can you know, see the maps, you can see where the giving goes, you can see all of that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's um, it, so it's from a business uh, owner's perspective, they can they can hook yeah. up to B one G one, and yeah, and they they literally it, it's literally in real time. It's literally in real time. And so yeah. the customer who's shopping with you as a business owner can mm. can in your world add the big screen TV, and in the real time see the connection of then the funding going out to you know, uh, an orphan somewhere that, that may need yeah. that help that that's provided for. So it, it really is incredible. Yeah. And I love, you know, when, when you spoke about Matsani's uh, vision as she came in and spoke to you in that environment, um, where she said, imagine if or imagine a world mm. where every time a transaction took place, something good happens. And that's mm. what you guys have been able to achieve. Paul, can I just, can I ask, like one of the big, I guess, stigmas that exists around foundations and around uh, environments of giving is making sure that 100% of what's given gets to where it needs to go. And I know that you guys have got a really strict process for vetting any of the impacts that are within the system. How does that all work with B1G1? Yeah, and it's critically important, obviously, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and uh, so the, the, the board of B1G1, so what, what happens, uh, what is, is is projects apply. It could be, you know, you could say, oh, there's this great project locally and I love this project, you know, and I think it should be a part of B1G1. And then they apply and it's very transparent, which is very beautiful. That's one of the beautiful things about it. And they can see, okay, these are the things that you've got to be able to do. You've got to open it up to us. You've got to let us work with you. Uh, we've got to see how everything works. We, uh, we, you know, all of that. No right? shady deals. And <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. And then we we check in all sorts of interesting ways that you wouldn't believe. I mean, uh, and the result of that is that uh, in some months the board rejects uh, as many as nine out of ten uh, of the projects that apply. Now, interestingly, uh, when they uh, reject it it's it's not oh we think you're bad or anything like that it, it, it's like hang on if you actually work on this and we'll help you work on that right. then we think it's you'll not, be it's not that we you know, don't doing believe something in your cause, it's that you need exactly. to you need to help the people who are going to be supporting you understand it a little bit better um yeah you know make sure that you tick these boxes before then you can yeah. access this incredible people group of people and that's one of the reasons why I said earlier on that, you know, it, it took a long time to figure this out. Right? And, of course, we, we, we're still trying to, you know, there's lots of things that, uh, you know, I think one of the great things about v one Juman is when you look at all of the innovation that's there and there's a lot of innovation in there. And I think what's really cool about the innovation is that I was thinking about it the other day is that when we talk with our members, sometimes our members say to us, uh, can we do that? And we go, oh, that's an interesting thought. Why don't we take a look at that? So uh, there are you know, so many things that are, go- that are going on and continue to go on uh, where we're making it you know, more relevant and so on. I mean, and that's no different than all of the business owners listening to us now. You know, I mean, it's uh, very important to not rest and say, okay, well, it's done. <laughs> 
come yeah, back for yeah, it. That's yeah. a we're certain way of going backwards. Right? No, there's no way. There's no way we've done that. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I'm just reading through um, uh, some of the projects, and and I just wanted to 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 read a few out for them, so people could sure. uh, could could understand some of the impacts that are being made available because of the work of of B1G1, and of course the companies that get associated with it. So um, let me just read uh, a, a couple out here. Something as simple as as um, giving a child a nutritious meal, available for thirty cents. So in other words, you funded this, and you can just add that to your cart. And that's one of the things. Uh, you could give warm clothing. And by the way, the, the crucial thing, the crucial thing on that, that 30 cent one uh, is that, uh, and one of the things that's very interesting is the sort of circular nature of the Beeman Dream Project. So, for example, that particular project uh, where, interesting enough, would you believe they produce 106,000 meals every day? Every day, wow. right? Wow. And there were just six people involved in doing that. It's amazing. Oh right? Yeah. And, and all, of those, all of those meals are delivered to schools. Now, why on earth are they delivered to schools? Because the people in the slums, right, are saying to themselves, oh, my gosh, the only way my kid can get fed is when my kid goes to school. Wow. So my kid goes to school and guess what else happens when they get fed, right? So it's That's this a, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful so way of... There's yeah. th- th- things as simple as give medical support to a child for a day for eight cents, mm. give sweaters yeah. for cold winters, um, feed a child at a school, you know, give a raincoat where it's needed, give an yeah. education to a child for 44 cents, um, give, give a lens for a cataract operation, give a pair of shoes. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's so incredible Things like giving access to a solar cooker for a family for 14 cents, being able to cook meals rather than, than uh, to live without. Or, any- yeah, it is very, you know, and, and that, again, I think was one of the, you know, one of the, the magic things because you know yourself, uh, Rod, as you, as you work with um, entrepreneurs, many, many, many people have this view, uh, which is oh, one day when I'm successful, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do this, right? Yeah. And and uh, and that's you know an understandable kind of thing that people say, and because they associate that making a difference in our world costs you know thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. What if that wasn't true? What if it actually? What if you could actually say on an email, right? Uh, every time we send an email, a kid gets access to education. That's one cent, right? And you could you you could do that. So when, when people say, well, when I'm successful, we, our response to that is, first of all, we understand that observation. Yeah. But what is it that you don't understand about this journey of entrepreneurship? Yeah. You know, one, of the, one of the things that's so cool to us is we used to think that it was all about the giving, right? And, but there's a, there's a second order effect. And what I mean by that is uh, recently we did, uh, well, we started this actually about three years ago. Of saying to our members, when you talk to people about B1G1, what do you say? And we thought that they would say, oh, well, you can give from one cent, you know, 100% goes, you got all these projects, that's what we thought. And we, we were looking at their responses in a word cloud, you know, as they would say, the response is bang, it would be in the word cloud. And then at the end of three days, we took a look at the word cloud and the big word, it was so clear, the big word was transform. And so we went back to the and said, Hang on a second. That's that's amazing that you would say 
that this transformed. Why would you say that? And their response was equally interesting. And their response was, it shifted the spirit of that's it. That's, that's organization, it. you know, and that's, that's it. Yeah, that is uh, it. Across, across the journey of an entrepreneur, there is, there is that constant um, striving towards a goal. Do you know what I mean? It, it, that, that's the nature of an entrepreneur is that we say, you know, exactly. where we are today is great, but I want to be there. And there's always that, that focus on an end goal and on an end result. And when, we, when, when you say it changes the spirit, I think it's important because when we, when we look at that, that journey of an entrepreneur, as I said, and, and our audience is, is that group, Paul. They're people that are out there trying to make a difference for themselves. They're trying to move the goalposts. They're trying to achieve more and do more. They don't necessarily want to be the next Steve Jobs, but they do want to take control of their lives and, and have a, an opportunity to make those, those forward moves tomorrow. As that journey happens, so often um, we we understand as entrepreneurs that there's a cash flow crunch, that there's an there's the, there's a there's a tightening of the belt, there's a <laughs> there's a you know all of the ways you want to dress up the way of saying damn money's tight, right? And what happens? And I had this explained to me, and it it really opened my eyes with B1G1 because it was an opportunity to do exactly what I'm about to talk about. When you're focusing on the fact that you need to tighten the belt, money's short, my goodness, my bank account is down to X. You're focusing on the fact that there is lack. And you're literally saying things are scarce. Whereas something that I've experienced, again, personally, is that when you, when you are able to say, I understand that things are scarce, believe me, I, I can relate to that 100%. Um, but when you're actually able to say, no matter the fact that things are scarce, I can feed this kid for 30 cents and I'm still okay with that. It makes you feel like, hang on a second. It's not a, it's not an environment of scarcity. There's actually plenty. There's abundance. And if we open our eyes and our hearts in the way that we accept that abundance and let that flow out of us, I think that people will be surprised by the result. Yeah, it's interesting you uh, you say it that way. I, I, I uh, was doing a, a, a presentation the other day and um, uh, and there's always a particular way that I start a, a presentation. Before I actually start it, I say some stuff to myself, right, before I you know, get on stage. And uh, this particular day, um, I, 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 as I was saying stuff to myself, I, I thought about inward-looking and by the way, the words that I always say before I go on stage are pretty simple. They are for us, for us, for us, for us. It used to be, and this is interesting, it used to be for them, for them, for them. And then I realized that was sort of putting me apart. So it's not for us, for us, for us. But in any event, and I, I realized that, uh, let, me, let me see if this, if this makes sense, because I'm not sure yet that this makes sense. You know? so, Let's test. So, this is the testing ground. Here here's, a, here's a test. Right? Here we go. Just based on what you said. So um, frequently when those issues arrive, by the way, I love the way you just described it. I loved the way you described it. Um, here's here's another, another way of thinking about it. Frequently people say, well, you know, you've got to look inward. You've got to look inward. And I understand that, 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 that that's where we might have to look. But I, I, I thought for a minute, hang on a second, what if, what if we would change that just for a second or two and say, well, instead of looking inward, let's just look outward. Let's just do that just for a minute. Let's look, let's look outward and let's just really look what's, what's there. In other words, 
let's move from a self-focus to an other focus. Let's just do that for a second. And my observation is that when we do that, that what we suddenly see is a bigger picture. You know, we see something that's bigger than ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And and what's really interesting is then if we can bring that bigger than ourselves into the work that we do, guess what? It makes the work that we do even bigger, right? Which is, which is, uh, you know. But I love the way you said it. Instead of, instead of, and and again, it's the same thing, isn't it? Instead of focusing on how much of the pie we can have, how about we make the pie bigger? Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, exactly. and it's all of those things. And I can hear the skeptics, Paul. I can hear them right now going, "Yes, but there's a standard line in every motivational speaker's thing where they talk about the airline hostess and the oxygen mask, and they tell you to put your own mask on first. And and I, I say, give it to the kid. Yeah. And, and, and I say, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because they tell you to do that, but don't miss the second part of the message. The second part <laughs> of the message is, yes, put your own mask on first so that you can help others. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, it's not about self-preservation so that I can be strong and be okay. No, no, no. It's about doing that first so that you can, as you said, outside and make sure that's a a bigger impact. Um, No, that's that's a perfect way. That's a great way of saying it. So uh, I'm noticing now that that B1G1 has, has created incredible impacts in 32 countries. Yeah. And I find that absolutely amazing. Have you had an opportunity to travel and see firsthand some of those? Oh, very much, very much. I mean, every year, yeah, indeed, every year uh, we do a thing called the B1G1 Study Tour uh, Mm. where, you know, some of our members choose to come with us on that. And it's very interesting, um, you know, because there's there's lots of, quote-unquote, charity tours, you know, and uh, and we we say no, 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 because you've got to be, you know, it's not the, the way we do the study tours is it not us. It's not a, it, we don't say to people, by the way, in order to come on this tour, you've got to, you know, raise, you know, 10 grand and, you know, or whatever the, whatever the thing is. No, 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 no. Because that's like, oh, you know, here are the people coming and, and it's like as if we know everything and here's the money, go for it, right? We go there to learn. Uh, that's yeah. why we go there. And uh-huh. I tell you what, we learn some amazing things, amazing things. Like, you know, there's this, there's this particular project that's called the Mango Tree. And um, they're, they're supporting, get this, they're supporting 9,000 orphans, 9,000 of them, right? Now, how, they, how are they doing that? Not in orphanages. Right? That doesn't seem to make much sense right? for all sorts of reasons. So what they do, this is in Kenya, just around Lake Victoria. And so what, what they do is in this particular project, they give them to, they, they make sure the orphans are placed with their uh, sort of secondary family, if you will, you know, their grandparents or whoever, whoever it is. Right? And what they want to make sure is that those kids are not regarded as a liability, but they're regarded as an asset. So how do they do that? Well, what they've got is they've got these mango trees just quickly. It's amazing. And and they've grafted these mango trees with high-growth Kenyan trees, right? And the result of that is this. First of all, a mango tree uh, takes eight years to grow normally, right? This one takes two years to grow. 
Second of all, when a mango tree grows, it's kind of like up here. You know, you got to get up step ladders to you know reach the mangoes. This one grows this high, so kids can actually pluck the mangoes. This one actually produces sweet, sweet mangoes. They're really cool mangoes. And what they do is they sell, because they don't want to make them dependent, they sell these little, uh, what do you call it, the shoots, the saplings, is that what you call it, to these families for $1.50, and they want them to get 10 of them. Now, why do they want them to get 10 of them? Because at the end of two years for that first harvest, they harvest 8,000 mangoes. Now, what do those 8,000 mangoes do? Those 8,000 mangoes, actually, not only do they you know, sell them at the market and all that kind of stuff, but those 8,000 mangoes actually give them enough income to send two kids to school for an entire year. Wow. So it, it's not just... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, about, it's not about... You get the idea. It's, 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 it's very different. Yeah, wow, very that's different. fascinating. That's fascinating. And, and you know, we, what, we, we, we come to see all of that, and it's like, you know, it's obviously life-changing. Um, and that's just the start. It's just amazing stuff that happens. I love it. it really I love is. it, Paul. And I, I, I especially love the fact that this is built around commerce in terms of, you know, it's, it, it's built around um, the flow of money. As You know, you're talking about the mangoes there. Mm-hmm. Like we, can, we as business people can understand the creation of a product that has a commercial value. It's, mm. not, it's not about, um, you know, anything other than commerce being moved through the world. And I think that's fascinating because we can relate to that as entrepreneurs. We can link it to our own businesses. We can, we can do, as you said, every time that cash register rings, it does this overseas. It does this mm. in the local community. It does this with a family. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of savings apps out there. And, and one that caught my eye was I was in London recently. And it, there's billboards everywhere. So, obviously, they're making a lot of money from doing this particular exercise. Good on them. I love that. <laughs> I, I like commerce anywhere it is. But the billboards were advertising uh, something along the lines of round up your coffee and save for your future. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so what yeah, it was, yeah, instead yeah. of spending, you know, your coffee may be $3.90 and it will, it will round it up to $4, but that $0.10 cents goes into a separate savings yeah. account and yeah. at the end, of, you know, et cetera. And it's a big hit. You know, people are, th- oh, I've saved thousands of dollars more than I ever thought I could. The same principle of, uh, exists now when we talk about this B1G1 ex- uh, operation where we say, to and, and let's keep that example. Let's say to the TV retailer, would you really miss a dollar off that top end? In fact, if the customer said, I won't buy it unless you take a dollar off, I'm sure you would. You know, and I'm not saying margins. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, costs of goods aren't raising. I'm not saying that your rent's not going up. I'm not saying all of that. But what I'm saying is that would you really miss that dollar? Because you might not, but that family overseas might really, really, you might change that child's life. You might give that vision. You might put that meal on the table. You might change that community and who knows where that will come back in the flow of things. So again, mate, I think it's an incredible. Um, and then by the way, yeah, and you, you, you're quite right about the way in which you articulate that because, you know, so frequently uh, you hear and everything that we hear is, you know, it's all well-meaning and all of those sorts of stuff, all those sorts of things. But there's a, there's, there's a very significant distinction between somebody saying, uh, you know, X percent of our profits goes somewhere. And that, that's one way of doing it. And saying, actually, when you did this, that tree got planted. Or when you did this, that yeah. kid got to go to school for a day. Or when yeah. you did this, it's a, it's a different that kid got a bicycle that would, you know, save them, you know, drive, walking 20 kilometers to school. It's, yeah. it's an incredible message, isn't it? Because it, it is different. Because as much as we all like to shop, 
What we don't like is that they are making so much profit from us. And so when somebody says we give 10% of our profits away, you go, yeah, but you keep the other 90 yeah, And it's focusing on the profit too. Exactly. Right? So, you're focusing on the, you, you know what, it, it's a message that says, great that you're giving 10% away, but you're keeping the 90, aren't you? you know? and, but it's different when we're in that shopping environment and we can say, hey, I bought this and I, I just feel good that the, exactly right. used, that, the, that the groceries I picked up, that the, the software application, that the whatever that I just spend money on is also supporting in a very direct and trackable way these organizations, these organizations. And I, I just, I you think it's it. an incredible um, shift in the way that we're looking at money flowing through community. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is, it, that's a great way of... Uh, <laughs> by the way, it's great chatting with you because you've got the, these fantastic. Uh, uh, Feel free to use them. Yeah, you know, I don't charge much. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll quote you frequently. <laughs> no, absolutely. So it's awesome. It's just so, um, awesome. so I know that. Uh, how how far through the B one G one journey are we now? As we look at Masani and yourself and the the development, is it six years now that you guys have been in operation? No, no, no. It's actually uh, since since that 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 since that uh, meeting that I that I uh, talked about at the beginning. Uh, it's uh, what twelve years uh, twelve years since that meeting. Twelve um, years, two hundred yeah. million impacts and growing. Yeah. Uh, but the good, the great thing now is, you know, I was talking about the innovation and everything else, and the great thing now is that uh, some of the things we're doing, uh, just like. You know, entrepreneurs have to do is you know to be aware of what's going on and to continue to innovate and to shift um, for certain things. You know, so that now what we're doing is we're seeing. I'm very happy to be able to say, uh, hockey stick, uh, literal hockey stick growth. You know, yeah. and and what took us, uh, you know, what took us five years to do uh, is now taking us ten months to do. Right in terms, you know, the uh, the impacts that are being created and so on, and that and that that will that will accelerate as well as um, more people, um, you know, get the message and go, "Well, I get the message." Sounds an arrogant way of saying it, and I didn't mean it in an arrogant no. way. But as more people, as more people look and say, "Whoa, let's say, let's say as more that, people, that, that's really cool." You know? <laughs> let's say more people, yeah, because do you know yeah. what? Um, one of the things that that I've, I've really loved about creating this podcast is that my vision is that there's someone in a car right now driving to work they've got this probably on one and a half or two speed and they're just they're filling their head with some good stuff before they get to the office this morning or you know they're on the treadmill and trying to get through that last kilometer and let's just tap into the business and people podcast and hopefully we get some good stuff you know so i wanted i want to focus on the b1g1 story in two ways for that individual who's listening right now the first way is of course you know, if you feel something is bigger than you and you want to get involved in B1G1, please go ahead and head on over B1G1.com because it's, you know, something that is in existence and I'm glad to have brought that awareness. But secondly, secondly, for that person in the car, secondly, for that person on the treadmill, look at the incredible, amazing business acumen and growth impact globally that came from an idea, passionately followed with an assembly of high-quality team members that is now making a difference and an impact globally. So when we're talking about B1G1, as an entrepreneur, and my message to you as you're listening, is that look at it as an example of a business story that you can align with because 
the growth of every business goes through the same phases in terms of idea, in terms of team assembly, in terms of product delivery, in terms of development, and in terms of growth. B1G1 has been through that. And of course, Mr. Paul Dunn, who we're talking to, has an incredible background and story in what we would traditionally call corporate, the corporate world and business. You can, you can engage with that because they're on the same journey as you. And, and at the same time, when you head over to B1G1, when you get there, B1G1.com, have a look at some of the impacts that you can make and it's not painful. It's, a, it's, a, it's the, it's the uh, Panadol, Panadine, take, a, 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 <laughs> take an Advil uh, method of impacting people around the world and communities and societies. And, well, that's that's a brilliant thing. And you know what? As you were talking to uh, the, the your, your listeners, uh, there, by the way, thank you for listening as well. Um, and you mentioned, you know, people in the car. Well, here in Singapore, I, you know, you don't have a car, right? You, you, some, but so let me um, let me uh, just imagine that person going in the car, and let me just imagine that oh, they got to their place of destination, and they put it, they either put it on the, you know, in the car park or whatever. And there are now B1G1 members around the world who, when you park in their car park, you know, in their office, they will they will have someone put a sticker on the car window, and you think, "Oh my God, I've got a parking fine or something like that." And so you open the you open the ticket, and it says, "We just want to say congratulations for being for for being in our office today and using our car parks and stuff." And as a result of you doing that, uh, two women in Malawi just got a business loan. To help them wow. do some great things, you know, my my big dream is my big dream is is to get you know a local council somewhere to say you know whenever you whenever you pay a parking fine, <laughs> something great happens. Wouldn't well. it be great if people actually look forward to their parking fines? You know, every time right. yeah. every time you get that 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 email, we we used to you know we used to all dread going to the post box, Paul. We used to dread because you get those envelopes with the window at the front, and you know damn well what's in the envelopes. <laughs> it's not so that you can see inside and feel better. About yourself you know what's coming that's a bill but these days we get that as an email wouldn't it be great is this when you push print like you've just you've just paid your bill okay so it might be the the car washing bill or the window cleaning bill or it might be your rent for the month whatever you just paid it and you push print don't we because we do that because we have to keep records for our accountants we know that you've worked with accountants all your life so we've pushed print and instead of the receipt coming out what comes out is thank you for supporting a family in kenya yeah who've just been able to send their two children to school and then your receipt comes out, you know, just, just because of simple operations, then, you know, the community can be, I guess, much tighter. We talked about, you know, with Jim Rohn um, and we talked about the, the way that, that fabric is woven together with meeting Steve Jobs when he was an intern with Jim Rohn made a massive difference to my life. So our stories actually cross over with a fabric, a thin line. And yeah. I, I love this concept that these these fabrics are being interwoven globally because of small acts that are being taken. And of course, under the leadership of, of yourself and Masami. Yeah. Masami is just awesome. You know, she's, uh, she's tiny and, and, and that uh, whenever I uh, think of her and introduce her, one of the things we often talk about is the power of small. Mm. And just about five minutes ago, when you were sort of summarizing all of that, you were spot on. And you were spot on when, when you said, as for all of us as entrepreneurs, you know, it's very rarely one big hit that really makes the difference. It's a series 
of tiny little things, tiny little things that become rituals, tiny little things that become habits. You know, Charles Duhigg wrote about that, as you know, in, in Power of Habit mm. uh, and, and, and stuff. And, and it is that stuff that we do each and every day with a particular focus that actually gets us, gets us someplace. And, you know, a friend of mine, a friend of mine put it this way, and often we remember uh, our past, and we should. I mean, it's, you know, we've got to build on that. But a friend of mine uh, put it this way recently. He said, you know, when, when your vision becomes more powerful than your memory, your future becomes more powerful than your past. And, wow. and it's, a, it's a really beautiful way of thinking about the impact of what you do. Uh, seriously, well, you know, on this on this podcast. I mean, just think about the fact that ten years ago, we like podcast. What's that? Is that something to do with beans or something? <laughs> but now, you know, and a friend of mine said, uh, he, he, a friend of mine said recently, who was starting a podcast, and of course, a lot of people say, oh, you know, there's too many podcasts. And this guy said it this way: he said, you know what? There's only one point two five million podcasts in the world. <laughs> what a great way! What a great way of saying it. And and someone else said, uh, "There's only one." Yeah, yeah, there's that. And someone else said uh, recently, you know, uh, today, wait there, tomorrow will never be as slow as today, right? (laughs) And it's a beautiful way of saying that the space in which we are so privileged to be right now is, uh, you know, is a very exciting place, and we are seeing now things that we just we just could not Mm. have. Imagine, yeah. even as even as you know, like two years ago. So, and you know, fortunately, more and more people now, and through the great work that you're doing as well, are understanding the impact that as entrepreneurs uh, we you know, we we have. And I love what uh, Branson said um, when he was launching the Sustainable Development Goals in, uh, with the UN in, in Geneva. In 2015, in fact, on the 23rd of September 2015, and 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 he said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't spend. It's the first time I've ever been at a United Nations building, and he said, but today is a very important day because it is the first day in history that the world body, and you're going to love this, that the world body has recognised that it is not governments that change our world. Certainly, governments can enhance that, can enable some of that, but when it all boiled down it's actually businesses entrepreneurs and their teams that actually change our world and and you know what i think is is really nice about and then you know that's when we started talking about the goals and what i think is really nice about this conversation uh Walden, thank you so much for it is that we see it's you know it's 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 moving from that kind of idea of yeah actually that's true and and then going oh I wonder what tools are around to help me do that. Absolutely. And, you know, so hopefully B1G1 fits in that space where now we don't have to have it as an ideal. We can actually have it as something that happens literally every second, every day, and, and in every way. That, woven, that, that, woven into the fabrics of changing your own yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. So many other people's. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> exactly. the opportunity to, uh, to, to come and say hi. I really do value um, the leadership that you're providing um, to the B1G1 organisation and, and looking at the background that you've had, I'm thrilled that you're able to bring that 
uh, experience and that passion into such a, an environment that, that uh, is impacting so many people's worlds. And, of course, uh, I'd love to keep in touch with yourself and, and Masami. Um, and for the listeners, people who are, who are listening, please understand this. You, as entrepreneurs, as individuals in this universe, in this world, are making massive differences each and every day that you're operating. Each and every time you're making a decision, you are impacting and creating ripples around you. And for that, that's why I love you as an entrepreneur and as somebody that's looking to change their tomorrows. As part of that journey, um, it's, it's my privilege to introduce B1G1 and hope that those ripples can cross over at some point. But regardless of where this message finds you, thank you for doing what you do in the way that you do it because that is the impact that you're able to take forward. Paul, thanks again for joining us, mate. I, I really have enjoyed the time. I look Absolute privilege to, uh, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I look forward to Just keeping awesome. up with you. And, and do let us know about the impacts and some of the goals and success stories because I'm sure that, that the people would love to hear it. Um, we'll happily make a place for you on the Business and People podcast blog site. If you've got some stories you'd like to share, got it. to um, push that out there as well. So, again, Paul, thanks very much, mate. I really appreciate it. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Hey, everyone, it's Walt, and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you, and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there, so you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing on iTunes. Head over there now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.